You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with your dating coach, Trip from TripAdvice.com. Do you struggle with getting girls to like you? You'll learn step-by-step how to talk to girls to create deep connections, whether it be for <laughs> one night of wild fun, a one-week fling. Are you currently involved in a sexual relationship? Or for a lifelong partner. Full of long-lasting pleasure. Here's your host, Trip. Hey, welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. This is your host, Trip from tripadvice.com. And this episode is sponsored by Spartagen XT. This is an all-natural supplement that is going to help you boost your sex drive and boost your libido, help you look and feel stronger, and get your confidence back in the bedroom. So if you have any issues with keeping an erection, with finishing in the bedroom too early, if you know what I mean, or if you have any problems with low testosterone, I want you to check out this supplement. It's 100% natural. So what does that exactly mean? That means that the ingredients are natural ingredients. They have herbs, they have vitamins, all different things to help you in terms of your sexual libido. So check it out at SpartanLibido.com. Again, that's SpartanLibido.com, S-P-A-R-T-A-N-L-I-B-I-D-O.com, and you'll get more information on how this all-natural supplement can help you in the bedroom. Now, today's episode is going to be really interesting, something a little bit different. We are interviewing an awesome, awesome guy. His name is Shane Raymer from the That Sober Guy podcast, and this was a really interesting interview. He shares his experience with being a former alcoholic, and now he is completely 100% sober. He has changed his life around, and we discuss how alcohol, even in small quantities, can actually hurt your chances with women, and if anyone here thinks that maybe they drink too much, well, we can find out a little bit here on this episode. So whether you drink, whether you don't drink, you should learn and listen from this episode because it's going to teach you what alcoholism is and how it can hurt your chances in the relationships that you will once have and even relationships just in general. So that's why I had this guy on, Shane, to talk to you about that. A really great interview from a great guy. So listen up here in just a second. And As always, if you don't already know, you can get one of my free products, okay? It's called Conversation That Gets You Dates. All you got to do is leave a review in iTunes for the How to Talk to Girls podcast. Take a screenshot of the review, send it to me, and I will give you access to Conversation That Gets You Dates. So let's do that. Let's get you access to that. Leave a review. It It could be mean. I don't even care. Be honest. How do you feel about the podcast? Am I helping you? Hopefully I am. We'll send you access to the program either way. So go check that out. All right, here's my interview with Shane Raymer from That Sober Guy Podcast. I think you're going to learn some good stuff here. Check it out. Hey, Shane. How's it going, man? Doing well, Chip. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, fantastic. So you have a podcast called That Sober Guy, which, by the way, really, <laughs> I really like the title of that. I don't know why. <laughs> it just makes me laugh every time I read it. Yeah, yeah, no, th- thanks, yeah. It's, uh, I guess it kind of speaks for itself, man. And, uh, yeah, the po- the podcast is where I started it about, uh, see, probably coming up on two years here in the next couple of months. So um, it's been a great thing to help keep keep me sober and also um, to be able to reach out to some other people and help them as well. Fantastic. That's awesome. How long have you been doing the podcast for? So I started it in – Let's see. We're in we're in fifteen, end of fifteen. I started it in April of twenty thirteen. 
Okay, so you've been doing it for a while now. Yeah, yeah. Do you get a lot of people reaching out to you and, and saying thanks for, for the work that you're doing and things like that? You know what, man, I, I do. And it's it's crazy how it's how it's grown over time, you know. And um, I really just started it as a way to, to kind of express myself and to, to kind of help me stay locked into to my recovery program and talk about some of the things that had went on in my life and uh, kind of where I was at at the moment. I started it when I was only – um, I think I was maybe five or six months out of rehab and, um, it's really, it's really grown from there. I've connected with a lot of people all around the world. I get a lot of great emails from people who are, um, you know, working recovery programs as well as trying to get sober, trying to get clean, uh, trying to change their lives. And, um, you know, I, I, I just try to chalk it up to my higher power and, and just kind of let him use me as a tool and guide me. Um, through that process to to not only continue my recovery program but be able to have the knowledge and um, you know the words to to help other people as well. Well, that's awesome. You're doing a great service for uh, for the world, so that's fantastic. And and that's why I wanted to have you on. I wanted to talk about uh, your story and you know give you know the listener of this podcast just a little bit of perspective on on how alcohol can ruin. Uh, relationships with girls, how it can ruin meeting girls, you know, maybe I can hear some of your stories. I mean, of course, you know, we all know that alcohol can help in some ways in meeting girls. It loosens you up and it makes you care less. You know, I'll, I'll be very blunt when I say that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but also you feel like just disgusting, terrible the next day. And it's not, you You really kind of, I'm under the, the circumstance where it's like, I want guys and myself included to have more of a repeatable system that they can use to meet more girls. And if you put alcohol in that equation, you're going to start ruining your life. I mean, you can, you can, you know, it's like, are you going to get drunk every single day? You want to go out and meet a girl? That doesn't seem yeah. to be very sustainable. What do you think? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I think that, um, I think many of us, including myself, you know, I used alcohol. See, alcohol is a tool, and um, and and it can do many things for us. Uh, and and along with that, it can also destroy your life. You know, so for instance, a guy goes out, and uh, maybe he's feeling a bit of anxiety. Um, he wants to go have a good time. He wants to, you know, meet some friends, meet some girls, whatever. He's going to use that alcohol as a tool to loosen up and to get that liquor courage, right? So he wants to have that uh, that confidence level uh, when in all reality is you're using that alcohol as a tool, but you don't need that if you really know who, who you are as a person and and who you are uh, as a man. You know, so I think going back to, you know, going back to it becoming an issue where it can really destroy your life is when you start to you start to lean on that. So now, just like you're saying, Trip, as as I'm going out every single time, I'm feeling like I need to get to get fucked up or I need to drink or whatever just to just to be able to approach a woman or just to not, you know, just to go hang out with my buddies, too. You know, that's it gets to a point where that's all we do. And, and for me, uh, you know, towards towards the, the real progressive part of my alcoholism and addiction, that's that's all my life really revolved around was, um, you know, and I, and I worked a job and, you know, I, I did the normal thing. I have a wife, you know, and, and, and I had my, my daughter at the time. But beside that, 
you know, weekends, ball games, um, you know, going out to a birthday party, my daughter's birthday party, her one-year-old birthday party. I mean, it was just an excuse to get, to get fucked up, you know? So it, it can really prohibit you in being, being honest with yourself and really figuring out who you are as a person. Yeah, no, absolutely. It can, uh, it can ruin a lot of that stuff. And it really, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, a lot of guys want to be able to get girls or get girlfriends. And it's funny because, you know, when you meet someone and you're drinking, you're not, you're not you, you're somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're, you're almost like you're playing a role or you're, you're transforming yourself into a different character. And at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, unless you keep on drinking, which is not a good decision, then, (laughs) you know, you're gonna, you're gonna have to keep on basically putting yourself in this role that you met the girl in, right? So if you're all fun and and wild when you're drinking and the girl likes that and all of a sudden you guys are on a date and you're not having those drinks and she's like, where's that fun guy? It's like, you got to keep that up by by drinking? No, it's better to try to turn yourself into a fun guy and learn how to have fun without drinking. Yeah, yeah, and and that's so true. And you know what? You kind of alluded to a good point there is – you know, excessive drinking, excessive um, uh, drug use, even even weed. You know, I smoked weed for a long, long time, every day, all day. I mean, our our motto was was dank alumni. We don't get high, we stay high, and that's it. So that can lead to very, very um, extreme mood swings. Like you're, that's kind of what you were saying in in, in a different term, I guess. Is, um, you know, you. You feel like you're this person once, you know, at the at the at the point that you're that you're feeling, you know, that buzz or you're feeling you're feeling high or whatever. And then when you when you come off of that, you know, you kind of have to snap back into reality. And at the same time, like I was saying before, you don't know who you don't really know who you are in the first place. So um, and, you know, I want to be straight up when I say when I when I talk about this kind of stuff, too. Not everybody is an alcoholic because you go out and have a few drinks doesn't make you an alcoholic. It doesn't mean you have a drinking problem. So I always want to be be clear on that, that when I talk about this stuff, I talk about what's happened to me and what's worked for me and what hasn't worked for me. Um, you know, th- there's nothing worse than an alcoholic trying to tell somebody else what to do. So I always want to be clear on that. Um, at the same time, I think it's important for us to recognize our habits and, um, you know, what we're doing, the, the kind of people that we're surrounding ourselves with and um, in our, our daily routines, you know, the, those type of things um, can help us build confidence and ultimately lead to success, whether it's in our work, whether it's with uh, women, um, all kinds of different things, our families. Well, let me ask you this. What do you think is how, – how, how would a guy know if he is an alcoholic? Oh man, that's a great question. Because you know, might be um, someone listening right now being like, they might not know. They kind of want to know. You know, they want to know how many, you know, how many drinks is too much. How often is too much? What are the signs that someone is an alcoholic? Yeah. Um, so I think that that that's kind of a tough question because there's so many different levels of it. Um, you know, we kind of put we kind of put the alcoholic, like for me, that vision was always this homeless dude, you know, sleeping in a doorway somewhere with a brown paper bag and, you know, and, and, and just drunk and completely lost in his life. Right. Um, I get emails from, um, from 
you know, stay-at-home moms to construction workers to doctors. This this disease does not discriminate. So let so let me you know put that out there first. Um, you know, right behind that, how do you know if you're an alcoholic? You know, someone told me once if you're questioning the fact that you that that you have a drinking problem, um, or that you may be an alcoholic, that might be a good sign. I can't say that that's true for everybody. I don't know. Um, I can only tell I can only tell you what what I know. And for me, my alcoholism progressed really bad um, over a short period of time. I I grew up in an alcoholic family. My my father's an alcoholic. Um, it it runs in in the blood, you know. And so over time, just those you know it started started in high school. Um, you know, in my twenties, I did a lot of partying. And at that time, it was partying. It was still fun, right? I was going out. Um, I'm a musician also, so I was, I was playing shows. Um, I was recording music. Um, I was hanging out with a lot, you know, some, some good people and some not so good people too. And, um, it progressed, I guess. And, uh, soon enough, I found myself, you know, white knuckling it, not being able to drive to work every day without pulling off at the liquor store and getting a, a bottle of vodka, um, and, and down in it before I got to work. And then you got to continue that, that buzz, right. As you go. Um, and so you're saying it got to the point where you needed to have the drink or else you'd feel sick. Exactly. Um, it, you know, for me, it was, it was so mental for me too. Um, that it was just like this obsession. Alcoholism is a very obsessive disease and, um, it, it can, let me see. How, how do I put this man? It's so, it, it's so tricky that it, it's even hard for me to explain it. I've been sober now for, um, let's see, two and a, two and a half years, roughly uh, a little over two years. And it's still till this day, it's a work in progress, I guess is what I'm getting at. But yeah, I mean, it was like, I literally could not stop it. And it, it, it wasn't my, my wife couldn't save me, my daughter, you know, the thought of my daughter and what I was doing to our family and, and uh, my, my negativity, those type of things. Um, they, they just didn't, you know, I thought about them, but they, they didn't really matter, you know? Well, how come? Just the, the urge to just want to escape reality, just to get out of myself. I was so, the funny thing was I had all these, all these beautiful blessings in front of me. You know, I had a good job. I had a wife, you know, I have a wife, thank God. Um, you know, I, I have my, my daughter, I have a son now as well. Um, I have God, God blessed me with a lot of gifts, you know, a musician, um, able to, to speak to people, able to care about people, a lot of good things. Right. And, and I couldn't see any of it. I was just blinded by that because I, I never dealt with, uh, my past growing up. I never dealt with the way that I grew up. I had issues with my father that I never dealt with. And so back to using alcohol as that tool, that's what I use to mask all of my insecurities, all of my uh, issues that I, that I had never wanted to deal with. And so when I say escape reality, I guess in a sense, that's what I was escaping from that, that insecurity, that, that um, like no self love, you know, never good enough, those type of things. So um, alcohol can be used as a tool to loosen up a little bit. Absolutely. Like I said, not everyone's an alcoholic. You know, if, if you have a few drinks and, and that's that's kind of your way occasionally to loosen up, you know, more power to you. I Unfortunately, I can't do that myself because uh, 
one one drink is too many and a thousand is not enough for me right yeah that's that's it sounds crazy you know how powerful it can be <laughs> how powerful yeah. that stuff can be but you made a good point there about how you kind of used it to cover up the insecurities is that what you said cover up the insecurities yep. yeah and yep. i feel like a lot of guys might be doing that in terms of you know, when they go out to a bar and have a bunch of drinks, they need to be the life of the party in order to do that. They got to, you know, be just pounding a bunch of, of drinks and shots and things like that. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's one of the problems there is that is that there are a lot of guys out there who are insecure, who don't feel they're worthy of a, of a great girl, of a great relationship, or they're just – they don't feel they're worthy of – even going on a date with a girl or getting a girl even interested in them in them and getting even a number. So, you know, they have to drink a lot to, to uh, you know, for, for a lot of reasons, you know, whether to yeah, keep up yeah. with other people, to be cool, to cover things up, to uh, give them that liquid courage, so to speak. Did you ever drink for, for liquid courage? Oh, yeah, man, yeah. Like, uh, um, like I was saying, I mean, I used to, to – to play shows, you know, and I always had to drink or be high or, you know, like I, I would think that, and, and don't get me wrong. Sometimes I always felt like I could get into a different space if I was, especially when I smoked weed, like I could get into this spiritual space. And I think that's still true. I think that, that it can be used um, for good purposes for some people. For me, it just doesn't work because it leads to other things. Um, and, and so I, I can't, I can't mess with it. Uh, but yeah, I would use it all the time, like to if we were going to record some music or if I was going to play a live show or just at a party. You know, if I was at a party, you know, you go go into a party sober and see how see how fun it is for, you know, somebody who who has never done that before. Like uh, really, you, you, you probably wouldn't go like I used to just stay away from anywhere that if there was no alcohol or anything, then I, I would have never been a part of it because um, that just wasn't fun to me. You know, uh, co contrary to that. Once, once I got sober and I realized that there's a life outside of alcohol, you know, what, like I was saying, whether it's, you know, your family or, or meeting women, having healthy relationships, um, you know, living those dreams that we've all I had so many dreams before, like, and, and all I, I, I would just sit around and I would daydream about them. And I would think about how these, these things that I wanted to attain um, I would figure out ways that it was somebody else's fault, why I couldn't get there, why they did this to me, why this happened to me. Um, alcoholism is a very selfish disease. So we tend to, um, you know, everything is revolving around us. And, um, you know, once I was able to, to snap out of that and see, you know, the, that there's a life outside of, of just alcohol um, and, and just partying and, and, you know, that whole lifestyle, you can still go out and have fun in healthy ways. Um, you know, and I, this is kind of off the topic, but I, I was listening to, um, to, to one of your recent, um, episodes about, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I was listening to one of your recent episodes about exercising before you go out about doing squats. Uh, I thought that was great advice, man. Um, there's something about that, that confidence that builds you up when you exercise, when you eat healthy, when you do the, the right things in your life to, to build your confidence up, um, you know, that that's such great advice. I would definitely, um, you know, just kind of hammer down on that again. 
if you if you have that healthy lifestyle, it's really going to help you, um, you know, set your mentality up for success. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. You know, it just kind of made me think of this too. Is like if you think about um, confidence related to health on a spectrum. One end of the spectrum is drinking, doing drugs, uh, you know, doing a lot of unhealthy stuff to make you feel more confident. And then you go to the other end of the spectrum, which is, you know, doing squats, exercising, eating healthy to gain confidence because you're going to feel really good. It's like you can get confidence on both ends of the spectrum. That is true. On one end of the spectrum, you can get confidence a little quicker because if you drink, it kind of hits you right away. Uh, on the other end of the spectrum, on the healthy side, it's it might take a little longer. It might not be as powerful right away as the confidence you might feel from drinking a lot of weed, uh, alcohol, smoking a lot of weed, you know. But at the end of the day, if you're on the other end of the spectrum where you're doing all the drugs and, and, and drinking a lot of alcohol, what's going to happen is you're going to go up and down on that confidence, right? It's You're going to feel really good, but then the next day you're going to feel terrible. And it's kind of yeah, up and down, yeah. up and down. Whereas if you're on the other end where you're working out, you're eating healthy, you're taking care of your life, you're you're going after your dreams, all those things, that's a more solid feeling of confidence that's sustainable and long-lasting and is always there. You know, it's like you don't have to go through these crazy spikes of emotion and these ups and downs that, uh, you know, life may bring you if you were drinking alcohol because it's, it's a, it's a depressant, right? So you drink a lot the next day you feel a little low, right? You do drugs. It releases a lot of those happy chemicals, serotonin the next day or within, even within a few hours of doing hard drugs like that, you're gonna, um, your brain needs to replenish that happy chemical of serotonin and dopamine so you feel really crappy so it's like it's almost just like logically it's obviously not worth it to be on that end where you're trying to get that liquid courage whereas you could just be feeling pretty awesome all the time if you were to learn how to go out and socialize without relying on drugs or alcohol yeah yeah man and and so i think i think just just kind of what you're saying um, to relate to that a bit is let's just let's just say there's the perfect man, the perfect specimen, the perfect human being. He might want to try to find, you know, that's, that's not an alcoholic, obviously. He might want to try to find or maybe he has already found that middle ground in between where he can he can do, um, you know, exercise, eat right, have a positive attitude, educate himself um, and then. On the other hand, when it's time to wind down and set all that that you know work aside, right, to work to better ourselves mentally and physically, then he can go relax and have a couple of beers, you know, have have a couple of cocktails and do it in a healthy manner, not drive afterwards, not make stupid decisions because he's hammered, right? Um, those type of things. So if to to the guy out there who 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 might be um, you know in a place where He's close to that or he's got that. I think that would be a good example of, um, you know, of, of how the balance, I guess, is the word I'm looking for, that, that we could make that work to be successful and have a little bit of fun and at the same time take care of business and exercise our minds as well as our bodies. Absolutely. Let me ask you something. 
share your story a little bit. I want I want you know the listener to hear this in terms of how you learn to have fun and enjoy going out to parties or bars or wherever where alcohol might be and not drinking. What was that like for you? Was it hard at first? Uh, how how did you get over you know being the guy that's not going to drink? Did anyone ever ask you like, hey, why aren't you drinking? Things like that. Can you share some of that story if you have one? Yeah, yeah, uh, sure. Um, you know, man, it, it, it was really hard at first. It was. Um, it was really hard. Um, I, I had to change a lot of things in my life. I had to change a lot of friends. Um, and, and one thing, man, you, you'll find out real quick who your real friends are. Uh, when, when you make changes in your life, you know, not, not just from, from alcohol or drugs or anything like that, but, um, let's say a lot of people find God, right? Um, you know, I, I have a couple people close to me that are going through that part right now and, and they're finding out who the, who the people that, um, really love them are. So when I, when I got home from rehab, I went to a 30 day rehab. Um, like I was saying earlier, it progressed really, really fast for me. I was, I was down in a place that I just, I could not, I literally couldn't take it anymore. I literally was, um, having thoughts of suicide. I was having thoughts of like, it was basically like a fuck the world type of thing. And like I said, I had all these beautiful things in front of me and yet I could see none of them. I was completely blinded by them. I had lost my sense of faith. Um, and I basically, you know, used alcohol and drugs to mask all of that. And so when I finally came to, and I said, I cannot take it anymore. I need help. Um, you know, I went to my wife and I went to my, my best friend, Seth, and I, I told them both, look, I, I need help. And um, it wasn't an easy thing to do because I knew once I committed to that, that it was on from there and I was going to have to follow through with it. And um, or, or at least at least that's what I thought, you know, uh, at the time, like, damn, this is real, you know, and, and if I'm going to get sober, I'm going to have to do this. I had actually tried a couple of times before uh, and it didn't work because I, I just wasn't ready. I didn't understand the, the pain wasn't deep enough yet, I guess. Um, I think I'd stopped for a month at one point. And then we went to a Raider game out here. Uh, I live in Northern California. So uh, we, we went out to the Bay. We went to Oakland. We went to a Raider game. And I, I had been sober for like three weeks at the time. And it fucking sucked. Everyone around me was just drinking and having a good old time. And I was like, just... You know, I was like a, they, they call it a dry drunk when you're not working a recovery program, you're not educating yourself, you're just not drinking. Um, and so that's kind of where I was at. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to smoke a little bit of weed. There was some, there was a blunt getting passed around. I was like, I'm going to hit that a couple times and just kind of loosen up a little bit. And um, so I smoked a little bit of the weed. I kind of felt guilty a little bit, but I was like, ah, oh, whatever. It's just weed. I'm not drinking, right? Because my, my problem's alcohol, so I'm just not going to drink. And uh, so we went into the game and, you know, did our thing. And um, sure enough, like, I don't, I don't remember. That must have been in December at some point because on New Year's Eve, just a couple weeks later, um, my wife, we, we tried to have a little night together and she was making dinner. And I said, you know what, man, we're still having all the same issues. We're still having all the problems that we had before, you know, and alcohol is not the problem. Right. So I'm going to drink. And and I just said it myself right there. So alcohol is not my problem. Alcohol is not my problem. I am my problem. I am my own worst enemy. Me. And so when I'm able to take full responsibility for that and needless to say, I, I ended up drinking 
you know, and I, that took me a year later into rehab because it just, it got worse from there. Um, so when I'm able to, to come to terms with that, that I'm, I'm my problem, you know, nobody's responsible for the situation that I'm in my actions, anything except myself. Um, that's when some healing can start to take place and some ed- admitting, you know, your problem. That's the first step and the acceptance of it. Um, so yeah, man, I, I went to rehab and I came home. It was really, really awkward. I had to change a lot of, um, a lot of environments that I was in. I didn't go to bars anymore. I couldn't because I was, I was damn scared of, you know, that I would drink. So I had to remove myself from situations, you know, and, and people, um, and that's a hard thing to do. You know, I spent a lot of time with, I had a lot of good times too. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know, I had a lot of good times, but I noticed that, um, most of the conversations, most of the relationships I had built over that time, the, the people that I called my friends, um, you know, there, there was no substance to them. They were just based around partying and drinking and, and there wasn't any, there was no spiritual connection really there. Um, so let me see. Uh, damn, I, you know, it's funny. I, I always say this too. Like when, when I'm sharing my story or when I'm sharing thoughts and sometimes I'm, I'm sure you've experienced this too, Trip. There's so many thoughts sometimes that run through our brains. Um, and there's so much that we want to get out that sometimes I have to stop for a second and just like take a breath for a second. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, take your time. This is, yeah. uh, you know, it's an intense story and, and you went through uh, a really, a really powerful time in your life. And, and I know that every day is, uh, is, you know, is a challenge for, for a lot of people who are, you know, addicts and, and alcoholics because they got to make that conscious decision to say no every single day. And so yeah. it definitely yeah. is, uh, is a difficult process, but, but very possible, you know? So, it, you know, when it, and it is, and that, that's, that's kind of a good, a good segue into this then for me. So, it is possible and, and it is, it is fun. There are things that you can do in sobriety, um, you know, or, or maybe if you're not an alcoholic, just not revolving every uh, social event with alcohol. Um, there's a life out there. You know, there's people out there that, that genuinely enjoy life. Like now today, I used to hate waking up every day. I used to hope that I wouldn't wake up, you know, and today I can honestly say, I can honestly say this is the hundred percent truth. I wake up about 4.30 or 5 o'clock every morning. I don't care if it's Monday, you know, Monday through through Sunday. Um, and, and I'm genuinely excited to wake up and to take a breath and to see what the day holds for me. And, and guess what? I'm not hung over. That's one of the best things. You know, I don't feel like dog shit that day. Um, I, don't, I don't have to have those feelings of guilt, of shame, like what the hell did I do last night? You know, I had that just what did I say? Who did I talk to? Like those type of things. Um, and that's a beautiful thing and, and it's not, it's not easy, but it's possible, you know, and, and, but you gotta want, you gotta want it just like anything. Um, you know, you're, you're never going to be able to make changes in your life, whether it's with women, um, whether it's with work, a couple of those things that I've said already a couple of times, you're never going to be able to do that unless, um, you know, unless we put the work in. It's, we've got to put the work in. It just doesn't come to us. There's not just some magic fairy that flies down and sprinkles some dust on you and says, boom, your life's, you know, fucking great. It just doesn't work like that. It's up to us. So, so personal responsibility is a huge, a huge thing, uh, just in life in general. 
yeah, and I say that a lot to to my listeners is that you got to put that responsibility back on yourself because at the end of the day, no one's going to do the things for you that you want. You know, if you want yep. to go out there and meet an amazing girl, uh, get, you know, get an amazing job, have an amazing career, uh, feel as amazing as you can every day, it's up to you, you know, yep. no one is going to, you know, hold your hand through that. You got to be able to get the victim mentality out of your head and, and focus on, on what your next step is going to be to be able to solve the problem that you have in the moment or, or not even solve the problem. Maybe it's not a problem. Maybe it's just something that you want where you're going to have to figure out how to go and do that. You know, it's up to you to be able to make those decisions and, and be responsible enough to, to take those steps. Yeah, man. And you nailed it on the head right there um, with the victim mentality. How many of us walk around with a, with a big V on our forehead and it doesn't stand for a vagina. It stands for victim, right? How many of us walk around with that, with that sense of entitlement, that sense of, you know, the world owes me this, you know, and that's that mentality that we can get locked into that can really destroy self-confidence, self-worth, self-esteem, all the self things. And then the other, you know, just, just our, our daily routines, you know, if we're, if we're walking around, um, you know, with that mentality that somebody owes us something or that we, somebody wronged us in the past or, uh, they did this to us. And, um, you know, we, we deserve this, this, this perfect place, I guess. It's just, it's just, it's not gonna, not gonna happen. It doesn't work like that. It's only when, you know, we stand up and we say, you know, I, me, um, am, and the sole reason why I'm in the predicament that I'm in or why I'm in this great place that I'm in right now. I mean, it can go one of two ways. I guess, I guess the bottom line here is it's your choice. Right, exactly. And it's your choice on, on how you want to live the rest of your life. And so I definitely agree that either being sober or, you know, taking it easy on, on drugs and alcohol, you know, not you know, doing it. Or to a point where you need it, but if you're doing it out of pure recreation, and I say that in a way where you're not making some excuse, like you know for sure that you're doing things for recreational use once in yeah. a while, you know, if you're not an addict, it's not going to be the end of the world. Uh, but I still say one of the best ways to meet girls, one of the best ways to even have an amazing time can be without drugs and alcohol it really can and especially i mean just i i saw this one thing on the internet it said uh drinking alcohol is like stealing happiness from the next day you know <laughs> because good. the next day you're yeah. just like oh you feel terrible you know what i mean and it's just yeah it's gonna motivate you even more to work harder at the goals that you have when you're doing it you know not under the influence so I, I would say to anyone out there, if, um, you know, if you're listening and, and, and you think that you think that you might have a drinking problem, let's start there. Maybe, maybe that thought has crossed your mind. Okay. There's plenty of resources out there to reach out to. There's, there's hundreds of them. Um, they're online. There's rooms in your community. There's people in your community. Um, there's also my website, thatsoberguy.com. You can you can leave the message there. Uh, you can email me at sobriety at thatsoberguy.com. 
And we also do a live online meeting on Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. It's every Sunday. It's free. There's people from all over the world that log in. Um, there's no pressure. It's not a program. It's just an open spot to communicate on, and that's it. Even if even if you don't think, you know, maybe you're questioning that that aspect of of your drinking or your or your going out. Or there's a lot of addictions. There's food. There's sex. Um, you know, money. There's all types of different different things out there that we can become attached to that can really hinder our growth if we tend to focus on them too much and we get encased in them. So um, look for those outlets. Um, you know, if, if you're going out and you're having a good time, always be safe, whether it's, um, you know, driving, if you are having a good time drinking, whether it's sex, you know, um, any of those types of types of things where we're out in that environment, just be safe, educate yourself, you know, um, read, listen, um, man, it's just, it's, it's crazy today. And, and I, I want people to know too, that there, there's a life out there once you get to know yourself, once you understand who you are as a person, and once you're honest with yourself. Honesty is the biggest thing. If you could look yourself in the mirror and be honest with the person that you are and be okay with it, just know that wherever we all are right now, we're right where we're supposed to be. And if you're not, if you don't feel like you're supposed to be, then get up off your ass and do something about it and start trying to figure it out. Because like we said before, walking around you know, with that mentality that the world owes us something, it doesn't really get us anywhere. So, um, man, Tripp, thanks for having me on today, man, and, and much love and respect to, uh, to everyone listening out there. And um, I, I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely, Shane. Thanks so much for, for coming and doing this and, and being on here and sharing your experience and your wisdom. If you guys want to check out more of Shane, he's got an awesome podcast called That Sober Guy. And again, that's thatsoberguy.com, correct? That's it, man. Fantastic. So go check that out. Shane, thanks again. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Sure, thanks, bro. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and write a review. Over 18 and want a question answered on the podcast? Email all your questions to trip at tripadvice.com.